Hello and welcome to another installment of Chocolate Chat. I am Chocolate Yoda, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H, because film studios are litigious. And with me today uh, is someone that I just met for the first time ever, but we connected on Facebook to talk about alternative dating. Alex, take it away, introduce yourself. Yeah, hi, thanks. Um, so my name is Alex Macklin. I'm out of San Diego. I'm a, world, I'm a world-class high-performance coach. I also do relationship coaching. Um, I've been in a couple of podcasts about this already, so I do have experience and, you know, I definitely know what I'm talking about. Um, and it's a very interesting topic, you know, because the landscape has changed dramatically, especially with the pandemic happening, right, where people had to stay inside more. Then you have like these social apps, like, you know, I don't even use them, so I don't even know what they're called, but like these swipe left, right, dating stuff, you know, um, these mm -hmm. like, we just meet people randomly, there's apps like meet up on cell phones, where you could find people. So relative to like 20, 30 years ago, the dating world has changed dramatically with technology. And I've realized that expectations, especially of women, have changed dramatically as well in that time. And that's some stuff we'll okay. talk about so, in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Let's take that first point, right? I understand the temptation to say that changing has changed dramatically because of technology. Here's my perspective on it. The only thing that changed is where you meet, right? Because mm -hmm. you used to meet at school or at work or in the grocery store yeah. or wherever, at the bar, you know, with your friends, whatever it was. Yeah. You used to meet face to face and now you're meeting online. Other than that, because I've been on I've been on dating apps for ten years now since 2013, right? Oh. And it's always been very easy for me. And I didn't know how easy it was until I kept hearing people complaining about how bad dating apps were. <laughs> All right. And I kept saying, "Wait a second! I what do you mean they're bad? They're fantastic for me. They're so easy." And they were like, "No, it's terrible. It's hard." So I think part of it is how people think about these things, right? Like I just think you know from from my talking monkey brain, the, the, the best I could come up with was, okay, where we meet is different, but everything else is literally the same. You're going through the same conversations and all that stuff. And, you know, your, your front loading conversation before you meet up front, that's, I guess that's different too, mm -hmm. but, you know, or meet in person, I should say. But other than that, I don't really see it that different. And also the second point about women changing what they want so much. I don't see that at all. Mm -hmm. I see women doing exactly what they've always done, wanting exactly what they've always wanted, mm -hmm. which is, you know, mostly very unreasonable, but whatever, you know, yeah. they're not going to change and, you know, whatever. But let's, uh, so what do you think of that? Do you think there's any validity to my idea that the only thing that's really changed is where you meet or, or do you, do you have an idea of what's significantly different about that? Yeah, so I had a couple of things. Um, excuse me one second. I'm actually trying to find an article for this exact conversation right now um, that came out in the New York Post, by the way, on March 1st. And it's called, okay. um, you can look this up online. It's called Young Men, the rate of, rate of single men in the U.S. looking for dating. It says, young men reveal why so many of them are single. Dates feel more like job interviews. And this came out. Yeah, again, the, the, to me, that's always been the case. And yeah, and. One of the things that I, I don't give men any breaks on this. I think they're whining and crying about stuff that's always existed. Women are looking for a certain thing. And it doesn't matter what we think about what women are looking for. They're looking for what they've always looked for. They want someone taller. They want someone that makes more money. They want someone that can protect them, blah, blah, blah. It's all DNA. That is so uninteresting to me, right? Yeah. 
So I get it. Women want what they want. And the guys that haven't figured out how, cause here, cause let me be specific mm-hmm. on paper. I don't have what women are looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not six feet tall. I'm five eleven. Yeah. I'm fat. I'm bald. <laughs> I don't make a lot of money. Right. Yeah. But what I have learned to do and, and I think given our exchange on Facebook, you've learned some of this stuff too. I've learned to bypass societal norms mm-hmm. and sort of just speak directly to their DNA. Because the, the reason why women want the things that they want all come from DNA, mm-hmm. all come from what women are and what men are. And, you know, I know this is controversial to say these days, but men and women are different. Oh, yeah. And it's okay that they're different, <laughs> right? I love the fact that they're different, <laughs> yeah. right? Right? And so I have a lot of success a lot of it has to do with studying psychology since I was 13 years old. I'm now 58. Yeah. So I have some insights that some guys don't have, but I I have just learned to ignore what Hallmark is telling me to do, what quote unquote society is telling me to do. Because frankly, I think that American society is dysfunctional. So I don't want to take my cues from a dysfunctional society. Yep. And, and I've been extremely successful every time I fire up the app and I usually like, I'll date someone. And then when I break up with them, I'll take a break for a while, whatever. Mm-hmm. But every time I fire up the app within two weeks, I'm dating a new woman. Right. So again, I had no idea that people were struggling so much to do this, yeah. but let, let's talk about, um, what you figured out. Cause, cause you said that they, they chase you and all that kind of stuff. So how, how, do, how does yeah. that work for you? Yeah. So what I've discovered in my time and let's just like set this up right now. Right. So what are women looking for? Let's just go generally here. Right. They want to, and mm-hmm. this is more so like women, especially like in their twenties and thirties, right. Let's just categorize that area. Mm-hmm. You know, women want mm-hmm. men that are confident, right. Women that mm-hmm. will take care of them, protect them, look out for them. Men who know where they are, where they want to go. They don't have to be rich, but like they're intentional with their life. They're, they're, they, know, they know they're here. They know they want to go there and they're working towards it. They're always developing themselves. They're very nurturing with women, right? And maybe they want a family someday. And for me personally, like I've always approached women and not just women, but this is everybody because it's just how I am with people in general. It's just very empowering, like very loving, very nurturing, very acknowledging. I found that acknowledgement is really powerful with women. Women like being told they look nice, right? That they're doing well in life, that they're succeeding, that things are working out. And if they're wearing nice clothes, you know, one of the biggest pitfalls I've noticed with men is that they don't acknowledge women when they go on dates who could have spent two hours getting dressed up for it, you know? And men just don't care because they're all about them. They're all about focusing on them and how they are and what they're saying the whole time. Yet the woman's like, trying to impress you a lot and you're maybe going on a date with like jeans, like a t-shirt and you wonder why she's not taking you seriously. Cause you're dressing like a little 10 year old boy yet. She's looking for a man here, you know? So these are a lot of like the nonverbal things that happen in that exchange. Right. But again, right. who you are, what you say, what you wear, it, it communicates something out loud in the world, you know? So for me, I've just been taken on being mature, being confident. I know where I'm going. I'm very intentional. I'm very loving. I, I'm the one who usually works out where we go on the dates. I do all the logistics. Like I take care of everything so they could just enjoy it. They don't have to worry about anything. And I've realized that women 
we're talking generally here, and especially in America, that's what they want. They want a man who like they could like be like, hey, honey, like figure it out. Where are we going? Like, what's going on? Like, and if something happens, they know they can trust you or me to take care of it without even blinking about it. They're like, oh, Alex got it. No worries. So everything you've listed so far is dating 101, right? As far as what women want, none of that is new. Being successfully, none of that is unique. successfully dating 101, not just randomly. Oh, I, yeah. I understand. But that's that's all like what what we know of, right? So- and none of that is different than it used to be. Women have always looked for yeah. those things. Okay. So where, where, do, what's your differential? What do you do differently to get women to chase you instead of you chasing women? Oh, very simply. It's more so the avatar or persona that I put on. Right. So I, I have to say it's a certain way that will make sense for you and people because I live in a whole different reality from I have world class training. So I live from a whole different methodology that I live life from. So what I do is I create myself as someone who's very attractive looking. I look very professional. I look very successful. But also the way that I talk comes across as like, wow, like this guy has things worked out. He knows what's going on. Like he's go more so this he's going somewhere with his life and I want to join him on this journey. And he makes me feel really good about myself. So it's kind of like you give them a little taste of that and you kind of step back, you know, because mostly women like, you know, they like to be pursued. But if they find a man who has a lot of these attractive qualities and who's not trying to pursue them, like not trying to like be like weird or clingy, whatever, but this, wow, this guy knows where he's going. He's got a track. I can see a future with him or he's fun or he's loving. And then you kind of step back. It's kind of like in sales, right? You're in sales, like a takeaway. You know, you inspire mm -hmm. people into this amazing opportunity and you're like, well, you know, I don't know if it's going to work out. Or like, oh, I don't know if you're going to qualify, you know? And, and the way that being that I am when this happens is, is that I'm not being like serious about it. Like uh, we have a, we go on a date, we have a great time, whatever, whatever. And then like, I don't worry about it. I just do my life. I do what I normally do. And if I've done a great job at inspiring the women into who I am, what I'm about, what I'm capable of, what life could look like together, then she'll always reach out to me and spend more time together because she wants to relive that experience. She wants to explore more of what I can do and what I'm going to do with her. You know, so again, to say this really simply is when I'm with women or I'm talking to them online, especially I talk from the future. Okay. It's called future-based selling. It's how I sell. But I create with them a future that's very inspiring. Like these are things we could be doing, places we could be going. Like this is what your life is like or life could be all the time when I talk. So I'm honestly primarily in my life, I live in the future. Like I don't live in the past. Just, just, just separate like that. I don't live from like, oh, complaining and all oh, like all that crap. I'm like, oh, like this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to have. Like this is what's like – and when you live from the future – in a very inspiring way, it's very attractive to people because mostly people live in the what? The past. Things that didn't work out and an ex-boyfriend, whatever, like they don't want to hear that crap. They want to hear about like a visionary, someone who's moving, someone who's going places. And that's really sexy to say it simply. So that's what I do and it's very effective. Yeah, I got you. And when you said that you create an avatar, what, what does that mean? Yeah, an avatar, it's a, it's a fancy new age term. It just means like an online presence. So like like mm -hmm. a reputation, to say it simply. Right. Now, is is that um, 
a, a genuine thing? Is that reflective of who you actually are? For me, yes. And you okay. could fake it till you make it too, if you wanted to, right? Obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't judge anyone for what choice they make, but I advise against that because for me, uh, creating a persona, uh, is a lose-lose proposition because let's take two scenarios, right? You show up as your persona yep. and not as you, right? And it's and there's a difference between them. The, your persona's fake, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if she likes you, she likes the fake version of you. Mm-hmm. And eventually she's going to meet the real version of you. And she might not like the real version of you. So of you've course. lost out. Yeah. Now flip that around. You show up as your persona and she doesn't like you, you lose again because she didn't get a chance to meet who you really are. Yeah. So I don't I don't see the value in being disingenuous or dishonest yeah, in the persona. Again, if that's what people choose to do, I'm not gonna hate anybody that's for their, doing well, that. It's but, their life, right? So if they if they want to yeah, deal with yeah, that yeah. crap and have that stress and that heartbreak, go right. for it. But to answer right, your question. Right, right. Well, that's I'm why almost, I asked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's a great question. I'm only ever genuine, ever. And when mm-hmm. I say an avatar, I don't mean like I'm creating something brand new. Like that's just me. That's why I wanted to yeah, ask because yeah. that word, you like, know, kind like of implies that. Expressed online, like who I am online. That's my avatar mm-hmm. online. It's still me. Yeah, it's just yeah. like an online virtual representation of, of me, based on things I say, ways I look, photos I have. Like that's like my online presence. That's your. That's what you could say. Like that's your online avatar. Yeah, you know, like who you are online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, okay, and so. A lot of what you described, um, and because we both share a sales background, yeah. I've been in sales now 39 years, and um, when you talk about the concept of the takeaway sale, uh, that's a psychological principle of like scarcity and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like your approach and, your, well, your strategy, I'll say, is based on psychology. Not really. Okay. So when you say that you do the takeaway, what what do you think that is, if not psychology? Well, I don't have to think about what it is. I know what it is. And what it is, is Mm -hmm. I don't take dating seriously. Like, Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is like, when when I'm dating, I'm dating to date to have fun. I'm not Mm -hmm. being attached to a certain result. Like, this woman's going to be my wife someday, right? Because that's a fixed Mm -hmm. or attached way of being. So when I date someone and we have a great time and I'm creating all these amazing opportunities that we can do and whatever, and I'm and the date's over, you know, I could be in a certain place where right? I could want to spend time with them again, her again, which I could communicate that, or I could not, you know, or maybe I want to like, I don't know, spend time with someone else or I have, or I'm very busy with work, like something else is occupying my mind. Like, that's what I mean. And so it's not like a, like a forceful, you know, thing where I'm like, it's like a strategy where I'm manipulating the person. I just mean like I don't take dating too seriously enough to where like I have a strategy in place where I'm like, all right, we went on date one. Now we're going to go to day two. I'm just living in the moment, having a great time. And once it's over, I take a step back. I do whatever I do in my normal life. And if I see that person again, great. If not, great. Like there's no, for me personally, there's no attachment. Like I'm not stuck with like, oh, I have to make this work or I have to do Mm -hmm. anything really. And I think that's also part of the sex appeal is that once again, when you're needy, when you need something, yeah. you occur or you're, the experience that people have of you is you're desperate. And desperation yeah. is not sexy and it's not attractive. Yeah. So I never occur to women ever because I do this 
on purpose. I've trained myself to be this way in life, even in sales, as desperate. Even in my job, I'm like, look, here's like, you know, I, I ask some questions, get to know them, see how their life is going. I provide them. I, I see where the problem is. As I'm a doctor diagnosing them. I'm going to solve the problem. And I say, look, this is it. Like, do you want to move forward with me? Do you want to do you want to enroll? I'm not going to force them. I'm not going to chase them. Like, it's your life. If you want to do this, great. If not, whatever. I'm on the phone with someone else five minutes later, you know, no big deal. Yeah. So I realized, so to say very succinctly, avoiding being seen as desperate, needy, whatever, is very attractive and very sexy. And I think very more so rare error than people that are that way. So by me, by me being very carefree about relationships and not a fix and not attached to them, just enjoying the time with that woman, which I do really enjoy when I'm with her. And then when I'm not with her, I'm not with her, right? I'm like doing my life. I'm going to the gym, whatever, whatever. Being that way is what another reason I found that people are attracted to you because it's like, you know, you have something that's amazing and they want more of it, <laughs> you know, and I'm not occurring as weird to them. I'm not being weird to them. I'm not like pinging them right away. Like, oh my God, it was great. And like, you know, let's go again sometime. Like you could do that. But for me, I'm more like relaxed about it. I'm more just chill mm-hmm. about it. And that mm-hmm. I found is very attractive. Right. And you said you trained yourself to be like that. Well, yeah. So part of my world-class right. performance training is to be someone who's very intentional and very not attached mm-hmm. to anything. So that's what I meant mm-hmm. by that. Is like not, not like I, right. I, no, I, I don't want I don't want to make it sound like I trained for dating. Like in I've trained for life and dating right, is part right. of my life and I, you know, I act the same way. Right, right. And and I totally get that. And and you know, even though you're you're saying that it's not that, that sounds like a strategy to me. When when you intentionally decide how to behave in life, that's a strategy. Oh, sure. Yeah, and, you can say it that way. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's a it's I think it's a it's obviously a good strategy because it works for you. Yeah. You know, and what I like about your strategy is that it it's not at the cost of anyone else. Exactly. Like like I I I believe very strongly like I I want to be happy. I don't know if I deserve to be happy necessarily, but I know it's something that's important to me yeah. as long as I don't hurt anyone else in the pursuit of that happiness, good for you. you know. And um the and what you're describing again when you when you you hit on opposite ends of the idea you started off with you have to be confident and then you had to say and then you went on to say avoid being desperate because those really are the the two opposites yeah. right <laughs> if you're desperate you're not confident yeah, right and totally. if you're confident you're not desperate well said and i actually articulate that to women uh usually within the first or second conversation oh, yeah. I'll let them know, like, I don't need any of this, you know, like I'm perfectly happy in my life, which is true. I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I'm almost 59 years old and I'm just loving life these days. Right. And I don't need a woman. I'm not desperate for companionship. I'm not desperate for sex. Um, and, and that, that, uh, even though that wasn't intentional, in uh in my case it still turned out to be a strategy 100%. that that worked and and now that I'm uh aware of it I keep doing it because it's a strategy that works uh same as you like your your confidence comes across in this exchange yeah. and we and again this is this is what I mean by speaking to a woman's DNA because the funny thing is is that sometimes and this applies to men and women but when 
sometimes women don't know why they're attracted to a guy. Yeah. They just are. Yeah. You know, they, they, there's something about that guy. And it's funny that you mentioned, uh, uh, t-shirts and jeans because that's how I showed up to my first date, uh, with my second ex-wife. And we were together over 10 and a half years, even though I had t-shirts and jeans on. Uh, but I think, you know, the date was kind of set up where that was appropriate. But I know what you mean though. Like, you know, um, if you're taking someone out to a nice restaurant, which I, I don't advise doing up front, yeah, but you know, if you're getting to know someone and down the line, you're comfortable and now you're moving forward. If you're taking them to a nice restaurant, yeah, don't dress like a bum, you know, <laughs> right. act, act like, you know, uh, you know how to act in situations. Exactly. Right. Um, so if, uh, if, and when you're advising men, cause it's, I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of guys talk to you about this stuff, oh, yeah, right. Cause I, I get that too. <laughs> so, when when you're advising someone like I had a guy that came to me um, and I'll, I'll paint this scenario and then you can answer the question. Um, he was having a really hard time getting first dates okay. and almost never got second dates. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, let me look at your uh, profile. And it's, it's to this day, it's the only men's profile that I ever looked at online. But mm-hmm. He, uh, I told him, I said, first of all, it sounds like you're trying to get a job from these women. Like you listed out your resume about where you work and what you do. Like, who cares? Yeah. And then I, and then I talked to him about the confidence thing and, uh, fast forward, long story short, after I coached him twice within a year and a half, he was married with a baby, Uh, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And so like, and, and part of my advice to him was, you have got to let women know what you're there for. You are yeah. there to find a sexual partner. Don't fall for that nonsense. Well, if this doesn't work out, we can be friends. Fuck that. I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't meet on a friend site, lady. We met on a dating <laughs> site. <laughs> right? So, like, you know, I, I think that the confidence thing is important. The intention yep. is important. important. And the whole never let them see you sweat thing. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, again my genuinely not being desperate and not needing this woman Mm -hmm. makes her curious. Like why, why isn't this guy acting like so many other guys? You know, why is he so confident? He's fat, he's bald, he's broke. Why is he so confident? You know? Uh, And also guys learn how to make a woman orgasm. Please stop complaining about how mysterious it is. (laughs) It's not, just read. All you got to do is right. read. You'll Google. be fine. There's so many places to find this topic. Like, <laughs> yeah. I learned it pre-internet. <laughs> I I was I was 12 or 13 years old when I first looked it up. There I got go. the joy of sex and all this other <laughs> stuff because I kept hearing com- I kept hearing women complain about men sexually, yeah. and I was paranoid. I was like, I don't want to be one of those guys. And I had and I was years away from having sex. But I was like, yeah, I got. I want to learn this stuff because I I don't like the idea of some woman out there complaining about exactly. me. You know? uh, so anyway, wh- how how would how would you advise a guy? Yeah. He, he's he comes to you and he says, hey man, I'm having a hard time with dating online or otherwise. Yeah. W- what what is your thumbnail generic kind of advice to him? Um, well, nothing I do is generic, but um, the one thing I want to say about something you just said though is, you know, part of a woman being taken care of is pleasing her sexually. Right. Mm-hmm. So part of what a woman's looking for is not just being taken care of and nurtured by a man, but also sexually. Right. So if mm-hmm. you're looking at yourself and you have no idea what that means or how to do that, I would recommend starting there. You know, like research YouTube mm-hmm. is even go to libraries, books on this stuff, how to sexually mm-hmm. please a woman. 
because I'll tell you this, if you can give a woman orgasms and you can make her excited and full of energy and just love and like, she'll, she'll, she'll never leave you. Like if you're like the one guy that can deliver on that, <laughs> she'll never leave you right. forever. You know? So if you want like a lifelong partner right. or a sexual partner, like that's like the cheat code in, right? Is that seriously orgasms, right? So um, that's mm-hmm. one thing. Um, so in terms of the guy, um, I, I would need a lot more information, by the way, because, mm-hmm. you know, like I said nothing is generic in life. Every human being is mm-hmm. different. Like you, I'd probably be like, well, what do you do? What the first thing I always do is call the what's so like, show me what mm-hmm. you're doing right now. Show me everything. Social media, mm-hmm. show me that. Like, like show me messages. Like, I want to see because one thing about people, because I study people, that is interesting is life is like telephone. You know, the game of telephone. You know, you start with one message. It goes off to this person. He repeats a message. By the time it goes 25 times around, it is not the same message that you left with, right? So never believe anything anyone says, right? I always like getting the real, the evidence. Like, I want to show me what's up, the real stuff. And then I would look at it. And I'd be like, okay, so based on what I see, how are you being portrayed out either online or on the phone or in text? Like, Because, like, you know, if I'm reading this, how am I thinking you are? Like, how do I characterize you from what I see? Because I haven't talked to you yet, like maybe in person, right? That's the first mm-hmm. thing. And like, what are you putting out there? Are you putting out this confident, really like gung-ho, you know, on a mission, you know, like kind of person? Or are you like this desperate, kind of lonely, broke, whatever person? Because again, woman, and here's to answer your question too, Chocolate, is that like the difference also with technology is that See, back in the day when people blind dated, like my parents, they met each other in person first, and then whatever happened, happened. Nowadays, you could look at someone, like aesthetically, and swipe left or right. So it actually has changed a lot more than you said before, because nowadays women can choose based on looks, based on face, muscles, whatever, if they even want to hang out with you. Whereas in reality, back in the day, you just met someone on a blind date, and now you're in front of them, and you have to deal with that. So that's changed dramatically who you interact with based on aesthetics, how you look. So that's, I just want to say about that. So also for this guy, but okay, so like, so like, what is your online avatar, right? Like, how are you portraying yourself to these women based on what you're saying, what you're wearing, your photos, all that. And I would look at that first. And if what I see is like anything but what we're talking about, like a confident, you know, successful or like, or at least working to be successful, by the way, even when I was like, you know, living in someone else's house many years ago, after being homeless in the military, I was still dating a lot of women. And I could tell you, it doesn't matter where the heck you live or what you have, really. Because again, women want confidence. They want someone that's going to protect them and nurture them, take care of them. And most importantly, if you're working on yourself to become better, like you're working to advance in life, get a better job, progress in whatever, that's very attractive too. Because that means that you care about yourself, you care about your future. And if you care about yourself, you probably could care for someone else. If you for yourself are like broke, wearing ripped, dirty clothes, you don't care about your body, you don't care about your health, I would even date if I were you because that will come out of your pores literally <laughs> on a date with a woman in real life and she'll be like, nope, never again. Oh, he stinks. Yeah. He's, he's weird. Because remember, who you are is your characterization of yourself. That's what women will see because women, like if guys, if you're listening to this, women are a lot more observant than you are. Right, they see everything. They can read your body language. They know if you're full of crap. Like, it's very hard to get over women with anything. So you have to be, as you said before, chocolate, genuinely a good person, putting the right things out because that's who you are. And if you're not, 
that could be why you're having a very challenging time getting dates because you're putting out this image of you that you're someone who's not dateable, someone who's not reliable, someone who's skittish, desperate, whatever. And right there, I don't care how good you think you are for yourself, no one is going to want to date you because you're not attractive. Who would want to date that, mm -hmm. right? So you first mm -hmm. have to take a, kind of like a, a mirror in front of your face and look at yourself and be like, who am I really top to bottom here? What am I putting out into the world? What am I telling women who I am and what I'm about? And again, like I said before, I was living in someone's house. So it's not about physical stuff. Like you have to have your own house. You have to have a nice car. Most women, honestly, in my life don't care about those things. They care about you and who you are, who, what you're about, where you're going in the future. Do you even have things you want to do in the future? Or are you just resigned? You're just like, yeah, I have a dead-end job, you know, I'm the, like, like sounding like that. Who would want to date that? That's like so unattractive. Yeah. But, it, you know, if, if they meet you, you, you look good, right, because you care about how you look, your hygiene. Also, they're dressing to impress you out of respect, you should be respecting them to also take care of yourself and be there for them. Like the biggest thing we haven't mentioned yet, chocolate is expectations, right? And we mentioned this a little bit before, but women innately have expectations of men from DNA, like you said, and also from societal stuff. So if you're not willing to like, if you don't know these things, no problem, research them, <laughs> you know, go Google, watch YouTube videos, be like, what are women looking for? How to date, like learn, how to look, how to talk, how to say, because there's a whole world here, really. There's like a whole language and vocabulary required to be successful. And we went over a lot of those basic fundamentals already. But to say it very simply, women want a provider mostly. You know, some women that do very well, maybe they don't need a provider, but they want someone, bottom line, like I say it's about all women that I've ever met in my whole life. They want someone they know, not you telling them, by the way, but them getting the feeling from you and by being with you that you can take care of them physically, sexually, especially sexually, and, and also emotionally, which a lot of men aren't, right? By default, before I had my training many years ago, I'm a very, like who I am normally is a very chill, resigned, cynical guy about everything and everyone. I don't care about you at all. You know, that's how I was years ago. And as I got older, I realized I don't want to be that person forever because it sucks and it's lonely. Who the hell wants to be around a person like that? It doesn't give a crap about you, right? So that's what kind of got me on this journey of development, personal development in the first place, you know? But I realized that when you could be someone that could satisfy a woman's like biological needs to be taken care of emotionally, sexually, especially sexually, like I said, if you could pleasure a woman, she'll never leave you, seriously, you know, emotionally, physically, you know, you check those boxes, right? Again, not by you telling her this, but by you demonstrating this through your conversations, through how you look, your hygiene. That is how you get people to like you, especially women, if you're a man, heterosexual man, and have them come after you. Because I'm telling you, that is rare in the world, especially in America, to find a man like that. Mostly, they're not like that. Why do you think we're dating? Because we're, inter we're interviewing to find that right guy. And if you're that person, you will, they will look for you. They will seek you out because <laughs> they're like, wow, that's exactly what I want. Someone who's going to take care of me in all those different facets. And that's it. It's really like if it's a formula, I would say that's like the basic building block of the formula is become someone who can take care of women in all those ways and make sure you take care of yourself. Those two alone will get you far. Yeah. And I agree with all of that. And, and I would say that part of my confidence um, comes from the fact that I know that I know how to provide a woman an orgasm. Yeah. 
Because I hear, this is a conversation I hear guys have all the time. Oh, it's so confusing. It's this, it's that. They're all different. No, female anatomy is shockingly consistent. <laughs> Everyone. And yeah, and I, and I tell women, I, I kind of say it jokingly, but I say it seriously enough that they get curious. Yeah. I say, I can guarantee you two things. Uh, here we go. Laughs and orgasms. Oh, this is good. Right? This is, this is, because, such, a, by the way, this is such a salesman part of him. He's creating the expectations yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end. This well, is so, because, so and, good. And, what, and what's great is that, you know, it's it's the same as sales. Yeah. You you never promise something you can't deliver, yeah, right? So promise, over deliver. Yeah, they'll, well, in this case, I'm, yeah, I'm matching them up perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I guarantee. Yeah. You will yeah. have an yeah, orgasm yeah. and you will have a pleasurable yeah. experience with me. Because because I know that I know how to do that, yeah. right? And that's why I get really annoyed with guys when they're lazy and they don't learn this stuff. Exactly. Like I said, I learned this pre-internet. You have no excuse. You could literally go on YouTube now and within an hour become an expert at oral sex. <laughs> <laughs> you know? True. And like in five minutes, you'll know. In an hour, you'll yeah, be an you expert. Practice <laughs> on the first woman right? you interact with, yeah. Oh, and I, it's, I, 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 it's, it's, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but even if you're learning how to pleasure a woman and you tell her that too, that's also very attractive because that shows her that you're interested in being someone that can pleasure her. Like imagine a woman here I'm actually like, wow, like he's actually yeah. caring about me. He wants to pleasure me. Like that's sexy too, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Learning, I'll be yeah, honest with cool. you. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm arrogant about that. I'll tell him I don't need to hear anything from you. Don't worry. I it's got like, this. Shut up. Let's go to the bedroom <laughs> and, and take off your clothes. I'll do the rest. There you go. And 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 again, that's something that's true. I literally never ask a woman how to please her. And it, and it's not it's not like a negative thing. No, it, but it, I it's, I, I didn't. I have recognized creating the expectation yeah. and saying, hey. Do you want to take me off my offer? And if so, let's go right now. <laughs> yeah, and it's and there's another element to it. Although you're right, there's another element, which is I know chances are that whatever they tell me is based on what the last guy did. 100%. Right? The last guy did that they liked, you know? Yeah. So I don't want to hear what the last guy did since I, I don't need to. And again, I'm not saying that's a wrong approach, especially if you're not feeling particularly confident about that. Hey, totally ask her how to please you but that's another aspect of my confidence where i'm just like yeah i, I got this don't worry <laughs> you true, know? And, it, and it's true and then of course i deliver um yeah and yeah and and everything that you talked about it 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 really comes down to ignoring what everyone else is saying like I don't believe women have this special intuition. Um, I, I, you alluded to that idea earlier, and we could agree to disagree on that. Mm -hmm. But um, what what I know is that women have a rough time because society judges them very harshly for their sexuality. Oh yeah, that's part of the dysfunction yeah. in America. And I know most of the world is like this, but I know in particular in America, it, like there are films that get like. X ratings if it shows a woman having uh, an orgasm, even though they just showed five guys getting their head cut off. You know what I mean? Like, it's a weird thing that uh, America yeah. has this, this bizarre orientation to female sex and sexuality. Yeah. And so they, they carry that burden. There's all the, there's all the magazines telling them they're too fat, they're too ugly, all this other stuff. Uh, although lately they're saying you're not fat enough, whatever the case may be. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, 
um, you know, there, there's a, and of course, then add in religion, right? And then cultural mores, all these things. Yeah, there's a lot, it's, there's a lot it's, of layers to this for sure. A lot of layers of garbage in a woman's head. So my goal is to cut through all that. And, and like you said, you, you gave a perfect example. The idea of living at home with your mother doesn't have to be an impedance to dating. That's, that's, that's a confidence thing. That's, that's an understanding that, yeah, okay, I know a woman wants this, 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 and the other thing. Yeah. And I don't have those things, mm-hmm. but I know what I do have and I'm going to move forward confidently with that. And it works. Like I know a guy who, doesn't even meet a women face to face until they're going to have sex because he understand this. So he understands this idea so acutely and knows how to cut through all the nonsense they've been told, all the stuff that they think yep. they hear what religion says, all that stuff and, and gets them to pay for dinners and pay for hotels and pay for flights and all these other things. Now, of course, he's really good looking. He's really tall. Yeah. So he has those two things, but they're paying for him. They're taking him out. And yeah. it's because of what we're talking about here. It's really about how do you carry yourself? And yep. like you said earlier, do you understand what women want? Because what I love about dating apps is that it's the most accurate data that's ever been collected on men and women because it it's based on demonstrating their behavior, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Like we see what you do, forget about what you're saying. We're going to watch what you do. And dating, uh, dating app data has a tremendous insight into the female brain. They, they reject 80% of men when polled, they want six feet, six figures, mm-hmm. protection, provision, I don't know. So it's like, hey, the information's out there. We know what women want. It's not complicated because literally they've always wanted that. Yeah. That's why when men complain about how women are, what women do, I go, shut up, number one. <laughs> number two, they're not going to change. They don't have to. They're the pursued in general. Again, men and women are different, yeah. right? And men generally, and you see, and you see this consistent through virtually all mammal species. It is the male that pursues the female. Yeah. So let's not get hung up on that. It's just real. Okay. And so if you're the pursued, you're the commodity, you don't have to change. They have what we want. And that's okay. I have no problem with any of that. So these guys that whine about that, especially the red pill guys, oh my God, women of this, modern women, that, shut up already. Just figure it out. Like if, if, if you, Stop whining and stop complaining and figure out the things that we discussed in this podcast. Mm-hmm. You will have a much easier time. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I was shocked to learn how good I was at online dating because I I had not been speaking to other people about it. Then I started ro- watching this red pill stuff. Yeah. And they're all whining and complaining and saying how hard it is. And I was like, it's not hard at all. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, and it, and the reason why it's not hard is everything that, that you uh, described so beautifully here today. Um, so, yeah, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Do you have any uh, final thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's just something you actually just, you just kind of went over, but I'm going to say it a different way. Um, mm-hmm. In life in general, and this comes from my background in high-performance coaching, whenever you're complaining – about anything in life, and this is going to shock some of you when you hear this, but this is the truth, who you're being in that moment is a victim. 
you're a victim mm. of anything yeah. of any circumstance of any situation you're a victim see people that are confident that make stuff happen in this world they don't complain about anything anything you will never hear me complain about anything i do in my life these days because i don't i choose to not be a victim I'm like, oh, look, that didn't work. Cool. Let me try something else. Or like, let's look at that. Like in a very performance, positive minded way of looking at things, you could be someone who figures things out. But if you have a story in your brain about, oh, feel bad for me. I'm a victim. Again, that sounds desperate. That sounds lazy. It's very unattractive. There's a reason why men who are like that aren't getting lucky with women because who the hell wants to be around that kind of a person? Like, what if you have a baby with them and the baby's crying and there's a problem? Are you going to rely on that person to care for the baby? No, because they're going to say they don't know, they won't figure it out, and you're screwed. So again, everything you do on dating, oh, I'm going to close with this. Everything you do with a woman on dating or a man, whatever your sexuality is, whatever, consider, not even not even it's just an interview, but consider it's also a test. Because how mm-hmm. you are, let's say if I'm a heterosexual man, which I am, and I'm with a heterosexual woman, right, on a date, how I am on that date, in her mind, is how I would be with her in life, with a family, with her friends, like always the same way. So if you're not portraying some, yourself as someone who's like a good person, like a, like, a, like a genuinely good human being, very loving, very endearing, very nice, very empowering, why the hell would she want you around anybody? Why would she want to spend time with you at all, right? And finally, to end with this, what I have discovered about, about men in general, including myself many years ago, which is why I wasn't successful when I was very young in dating. I didn't date my first girlfriend until I was 17 because I was like so shy. I didn't know anything, right? And I was lazy about it and I wasn't mature enough yet, you know? Is like, this is it. Most men consider, even you if you're listening to this, this is not a, a factor of truth, but just maybe try it on like maybe it's true. Consider that, as Chocolate said already, women are already who they are. They're already ready. They're ready to be pursued. Consider that men, mostly, I was this way too, are just not mature enough for a woman and what a woman wants and what she needs. And that's it. And I say that to be really empowering, right? Because if you could then become someone who's more mature, like maybe you know you have to get your life together first. Maybe you have to start taking care of your hygiene more. Maybe you have to get a better job to make more money to provide. Like that, those are some examples of maturing. You know, being more responsible in your life. Like I, I could talk about this for hours. But in the world of being mature as a man, a man now, not a man child or a boy, which I've been too for years. Seriously, I'm very honest. Like I was that way too for a long time before I did all this stuff. You know, women don't want that. They don't want a man-child. They don't want someone who's immature because then it's like they're raising their freaking five-year-old son now. Who is you? They don't want that crap, you know? So if you're putting that out in the world, like that's who I am, a man-child, who I complain, da, 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 that's why no one's dating you. That's why no one's pursuing you. You could tell like this is very different from what you've heard from anyone tell you before because this is what it looks like to be very effective in dating is you're like this, what me and Chocolate are talking about right now. So yeah. finally – be become someone who's a mature man or a woman, whatever you are, right? Mature person. You're responsible. You have integrity. If you tell a woman you'll be on time, be on time. Again, it's a test. If you show up to a date five minutes late, imagine now she's at a job interview. Or you have a kid at a ball game and you're late. Like you got to look at it like in the future like that. Everything you do, consider she's watching. She's observing. Men do this too, by the way. It's not just one way, but it's a test. There's, they're watching you. 
So you got to perform like you're in a basketball game in the NBA. People are watching you. You got to like be aware of these things, right? Being mature, being professional and be very loving, right? Remember, they want to be taken care of. So like Chocolate said, if you don't know what the hell you're doing in the bedroom, that's like number one. Go do that for a couple months, you know, practice, right? Because I swear, and he could, he, could, he could acknowledge this here, if you could pleasure a woman, and I mean like really well in the bedroom, and you'll be, they'll, be, they'll be calling their girlfriends about you. They'll be like, yo, you got to hang out with this guy, Chocolate, man. He is like, wow, blow your mind. You'll never want to be with anyone else ever again. Like they will talk among their girlfriends and they'll, 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 they'll generate leak clients for you, essentially, you know, like girlfriends for you, whatever, you know, <laughs> if you want to be very business about it, you know, but seriously, like it's References. great because what you want to be taken yeah. care of, right? Sexually, emotionally, yeah. physically, and psychologically. Maybe I'm missing one. Yeah. But if you can't no, be that 100%. provider that cares for them, fundamentally, I'm telling you, if you want a longer term relationship, it's never going to work. And they're not going to come after you because you're not, you're not the provider of that. You just want to hit it and quit it. Great. Whatever. Maybe that works. But Real women, they want those things in a mature, adult, professional man. Excellent, excellent. And my final thought is um, inspired by a word that you used three times just now, yeah. which is the word test. Mm. Okay? Think about the animal kingdom, mammals. I don't care what penguins do. I don't care what fish do. Let's just talk about mammals, right? Yeah. Uh, I believe there are something like 6,800 species, uh, mammal species, and only seven of them are matriarchal. The rest are patriarchal. Yeah. And what does that mean? That means that every male, in order to pass on his genes through children, has to pass a test. Mm. This is part of the DNA that we're talking about, right? You, whether you like it or not, gentlemen, you have to pass a test. You, you are pursuing her. You have to prove to her that you are worthy. And if you don't like that, too fucking bad. <laughs> That's the reality. That's the way life works. And it's, it's once I understood and embraced this fully, which was in my late 20s, it changed everything for me. Hmm. I was also a shy child. Nobody believes that because how I am now, but I was very shy. I didn't have my first girlfriend until 15. I didn't get yeah. laid for the first time until I was 18. And I learned through my 20s and through trial and error a lot of the things that we're talking about now, but something that I am 100% convinced of is that if you're not prepared to pass the test, you're going to fail. Here's, here's a stark reality for you, and this is some Darwinism. 80% of women procreate. Only 40% of men have. Hmm. Okay? That's a, that's a shocking statistic, but it speaks to the reality of life. And thankfully, I'm in the 40% that have. Um, and if you want to be in that 40%, you got to do what we've been talking about here. You have to bring up your confidence. You have to bring up your purpose and your vision and your drive. And you have to pass the test that every woman is going to give you. And let me just say this, the main distinction between human women and females of any other mammal species is that with other species, the male has to pass the test once. With human women, you got to pass a lot of tests over and over again. Oh, yeah. And you just have to get used to that. And yeah. and women are going to test you. 
they're going they're going to test your loyalty they're going to uh test your ability to protect them they're they're just going to continue yeah. i mean it tapers off as time goes on but this is the reality they're mm-hmm. they're going to test you because they have to yeah because you know when when a woman is pregnant, she's physically vulnerable. When she has a child that she has to take care of, she's physically vulnerable. Yeah. You can't fight off attackers the same way if you have to worry about a child. Yep. And that's where men pick up the slack of that. Mm-hmm. And people might think, well, that's not going on today. Do you really think that because of what's happened in the last 50 years that we're going to override 350 million years <laughs> of evolution? Come on. You know, I embrace evolution. I embrace the DNA and it has made my life exponentially easier when it comes to women. So thank you very much for sparking that thought. Um, and thank you for this conversation and for being willing to have the conversation. Yeah. Uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you online? Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for your time. It was a fun interview. I definitely explored some interesting topics. We went a different, few different ways on it. Um, to be fair, like I don't really do this professionally. I do this among like colleagues and people I work with more on a personal level. Um, because I work sales is my primary job. I do this more for like mm-hmm. you know pleasure and helping people out and you know just in helping them with their lives. Um, but if you go on to like Facebook, type in Alexander Macklin, Alex Macklin. I have a few pages on there. You can check me out and communicate with me that way. Um, if you ever have any questions about relationships or something, feel free to hit me up. I'll get back to you when I can. You know, whenever I see it. Um, but yeah, that's it. Hopefully you got a lot of value out Excellent. of this. And um, just last thing, right? Be a mature man. Really, that's like the foundational yeah. thing here because they don't want to be dating a five-year-old. Really, they want yeah, a man. Very true. Very, very true. And I'll and I'll have your links in the description of this video so people can easily find you. Um, and that's it for now. Thanks again, everybody, for another great uh, chocolate chat. Peace, love, and granola. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.